Coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant, located at 1515 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Here, you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of South Florida as you experience the Boatyard's hooked-table, seafood-eccentric menu with fresh catches listed by name of the fisherman who caught them. The Boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients. Sit inside in modern nautical-themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's happy hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies' Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff. Welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. I got the Shepherd virtual studio today. Steven, thanks for being on The Lunker Dog's Real Guy Podcast. Thank you for inviting me, my brother. <laughs> Dude, I got a question for you. What? So what's going on with the sponsors? Like the last time I listened to the podcast, like we usually have like, you know, all the sponsors at the beginning and, you know, the one time they weren't there, like the boatyard wasn't there. Now the boatyard's back. Dude, what's going on with our sponsors? Like, just be upfront with me, man. Are you asking me because you like to hear your voice because you're the guy that does no, the I commercial? Could, no, I could care less about that, dude. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, you know, where what, what's going on with our sponsors? Like, sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Well, originally, I was like, you know, I mean, the 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 boatyard has been closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a month now. You know, they shut down all the restaurants and stuff. So I started to email them. And then I'm like, what am I emailing them for? I know that they're up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> so I wasn't going to, like, you know, really worry about the boatyard and I'm just going to take them off the podcast and then contact them later. And then I thought about it for a little bit and I was like, well, shit, it's no skin off my teeth if I keep them at the beginning of the podcast. I mean, they've been a good sponsor since we started. So then I put it back on and I figure whoever listens and hears the commercial, you know, um, if the boatyard can't pay for the sponsorship or whatever, because they got freaking no business. I figured we'd just do it anyway. Yeah. Do you know that I was actually, my dad and I went there, uh, like, right before we went into quarantine. Dude, I forgot how good the food was there. I hadn't been there in years. Dude, they have a grilled octopus there that's dynamite. Well, how long do you think that place has been there? It was there 15 years ago when I had an office in the Quay when I was selling boats. Oh, yeah, I know. It was there. I, I, I remember going there. The last Dude, the last time I was there was when it was Bimini Boatyard. Right, right, right. But it's always been good. Ago. I mean... I mean, I've, every time I've ever eaten there, usually it was for lunch with these boat broker losers. And, um, you know, we'd hang out and we'd have lunch and never once did I ever walk out of there without being totally satisfied. But anyway, you know, that whole restaurant group I feel bad for because it's not just it's not just the boatyard. Those are the same people that own Tarpon River Brewery. Yep. And there's another, there's the Riverside Market, too. Uh, well, one of those guys is from Riverside Market. Then they also have YOLO, and they have, I think it's nine Steak 954. I don't know. I forget all the ones that they have. Canyons. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. And, um, man, I mean, us guides got it bad. The restauranteers got it worse. Dude, I mean, you know, I, 
you know, I've been trying to at least, you know, I've been trying, I've been eating in a lot ever since this happened, but I try to make a point of once a week, you know, trying to, you know, support local business. Um, right. You know how much I love Wings Plus, you know, right. and I try to go there once a week and whether I'm getting wings or, dude, they make one of the best steak and cheese subs I've ever had in my life. Wings Plus over there on Prospect in Fort Lauderdale. I'm mean, <laughs> just absolutely phenomenal. And... I- yeah, I took the girls there the other night for wings. Oh, did That's, you guys get to go, right? Um, no, this is right before the friggin' whole shutting down everything. Oh, what'd they think of it? They loved it. Dude, it's not. I, I love it. I, I mean, I like Lamont was the one that took me there for the first time. Right. Dude, I can't get wings anywhere else now. Like right, it literally so, ruined wings for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty pretty good. I'll still get wings at Southport Raw Bar. Um, Dude. Their wings will hold their own. I mean, I'm not saying they're better than Wings Plus, but I still order my wings there. You know, yes. I mean? you know what's funny? You brought up Southport because I was actually thinking about them the other day, man. I miss, you know, because you know how much I love my conch. I'm That place, their conch chowder and their conch fritters, oh, my gosh, are freaking dynamite. They're closed down right now, right? Yeah, they've been closed down. I, I guarantee you there's people that are going through Southport Raw Bar withdrawals right now. Because there's I'm, some, I'm, I mean, I, I'm kind of one of them. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I go, you know, probably at least once a month. You know, the guy, oh, Buddy, that owns that joint wants to do a podcast soon. I remember that. I thought, uh, yeah, because I remember you were telling me that you were going to do it with him. I totally dropped the ball on it. I'm pretty good at that. Okay. Um, I'll get sure some freaking topic I want to do or whatever and then, you know, put somebody off for another week. I tell you, I tell you, another, um, I just uh, texting back and forth with um, two dudes. Joe Gonzalez, a famous guy down there in Miami. Oh, I know Joe. He's uh he's out there in Biscayne Bay, like Carl. Right, and um he's going to get on the podcast here next week, which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, and I then I have a that. then I have a client out in California who fishes with both Joe and I, who was trying to get us together. Who then I asked him to do a podcast with because this dude left South Florida. I don't know. 15 years ago. We'll get the whole story from him. But anyway, he was in the cannabis industry from its infancy and is still in it now. And he's with some big company, you know, that are, you know, crushing it on the stock market and all that crap. So I was going to have him come on to talk about the cannabis industry and how, where it came from and where it's going. So I don't know. It'd be cool to have Jogan's because he and Carl are like the two biggest guides down there in Biscayne Bay. Yeah, and Joe's a funny son of a bitch, and um, should be good. Should be yeah, good. Yeah, Carl. Carl spoke. Carl always speaks very highly of him too. You know how I get. You know how I get all the. You know how I got all this. Like how Joe reached out to me and Brett and all that. How it was about the Jewfish post that I made on Facebook. Really? Did you see, did you see the post? <laughs> oh, I saw the post. All right, I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I had a lot of fun reading the comment section. So what do you think? Is is Jewfish a sport fish or not? This is going to be one of those controversial podcasts that we do. You do know that, right? Of course. I got no problem being controversial. Uh, well, I think – so do me a favor real quick, Jeff. What is – what just real quick. What is your definition of sport fish? Just my definition of a sport fish? Yeah. Like what is your very quick definition of a sport fish? I believe that a sport fish is something that it you get better with practice. 
I think a sport fish is something that is going to test your limits of not only your tackle, your gear, and your boat, but also of your mental state. And I believe that a, uh, a game fish is not something that Let's just say it's not something that uh, I don't want to offend anybody because <laughs> there's a bunch of fools out there who just love catching Goliath groupers. And I think, yeah. dude, I, I, I bet it's fun. I bet it's a freaking blast and they'll break your rods and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not, I don't know, in my opinion, and it's only an opinion, but it's my opinion. I don't put them in the sport fish category. No. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure if you doing it at least once in your life, I'm sure is a lot of fun. You know, right. don't get me wrong, but right. Um, and again, you know, this is just my right. opinion. Before you spill the beans on your opinion, let me ask you a question real quick. Sure. If the if the IGFA says it's a sport fish, do you just go along with that, or do you no. do you leave it do you leave it up to them? To define no. the sport fish for you? No. And the reason I'm going to say, I, I don't go along with everything that the IGFA says. And just to give you an example of that. And again, now this is one of those things that might piss people off. So I apologize ahead of time. Dude, just yeah. piss them off. It's okay. All right. All right. We've been fine. doing it. We've been doing it for freaking 17 years on freaking YouTube or however True. long we've been doing it on YouTube. So, so you know, the IGFA, what their rule about tarpon is, is that if you, leader the fish or the fish is like what is it 10 feet from the boat on right. the surface they count that as a catch right i do not count that as a catch i personally for me you at least have to touch that fish and then if it breaks you off fine but if you at least touched it that counts as a catch 10 feet from the boat to me is not a catch so that's why i say I, I don't let the IGFA decide like what what's a sport fish and what's this and what's that. And in 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 defense of the IGFA in your example, the I like the fact that the IGFA counts touching the leader and the leader can be up to fifteen feet as a catch because they use it as a category in the fishing tournaments. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I, so they, I get why they do it. I get no, but what I'm saying is like, that's where it makes sense. It's like, okay, so it's IGFA rules. Gabish? Yeah. No, like I said, I get why they do it. I just, to me, I, I personally don't feel like I truly accomplished it if I don't even get to touch it. Right. But again, I get, I, I at least understand why they did it. But, but to answer your question though, if, if, the IGFA suddenly said Goliath grouper is considered a sport fish. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I wouldn't really consider it a sport fish. And, you know, it's like the thing is, is like, think about it this way, dude. You can actually, you can, you can hand feed. I mean, you could sit on a dock and just feed them by hand Goliath grouper. Right. Well, you know what I mean? The, I mean, well, the reason I bring up the IGFA is, um, I think it was Sandy Moret on the Facebook post brought it up that IGFA has records for Goliath Grouper. Therefore, 
you know, it's a sport fish or whatever, or IGFA recognizes it as, as a sport fish. And, you know, the Sandy Moretz of the world, you know, they're, um, they're really into the IGFA. You know, those guys were the guys that helped, you know, form it. My, my old man was big into the IGFA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it. You know, I get the argument and it's, and it's a good point, right? Yeah. But I don't buy into a lot of the shit that goes on in the IGFA. <laughs> Let's just put it this way, dude. I And again, you know what? This is my opinion. I would be more impressed with someone catching a 10 to 12 pound bonefish on a flat right. than somebody catching an 800 pound goliath grouper under a bridge. 800? <laughs> oh yeah, they get huge, dude. <laughs> Because well, I've seen, like, you know, like Ben Chancey, they've right. caught plenty of 800 pounds, you know, but you don't, you just don't see everybody, you know, catching, you know, 10 to 12 pound bonefish all the time. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, you know, yeah. and it's, well, like, know, and how about, oh, go on. I was going to say, like, Norm Beckoff chimed in on the, on the, um, on the feed. And he was like, well, I caught one underneath my dock with a, uh, Basically, a Lunker Dog 15 pound series. What is it? The Soul Shrimper series rod. And he was like, that was awfully sporty. And then my response to him is, you know, it's kind of like taking somebody to shoot a cow. All right, let's go shoot a cow. You want to shoot him with a 30 out six or you want to shoot him with a 22? I mean, I guess if you kill that cow in your first shot with a 22. I mean, I would guess that's a little more sporty than shooting with a thirty out six, but it's still killing a fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What an example! Well, what very similar. Not, I mean, the friggin' a, the Goliath hangs out on the bottom of the ocean. You know where he's going to be. If he's not in one spot, he'll be at another spot. And basically, like a cow, they just sit there and graze. They'll pretty much eat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Then they come up and eat. And then you catch him. It's kind of like a, like harvesting a cow. There he is. Go get him. Harvest him. He's done. When I was when I was fishing this summer in Chukalusky with Brian Sanders and Mike Lambrex, um, you know, we'd go to these places to catch permit, and there was structure down there, and the freaking Goliath groupers would basically just get right in the back of your boat and follow you around, waiting for you to catch something. Really. Yeah, and then, you know, at any given time, if you wanted to catch one, you just drop anything down there that you just caught, yeah. a big giant porgy or grunt or a jack or something, and there you go. You got your Goliath. Is that sport fishing? Not to me, but again, I mean, listen, if it, it, I'm sure there's people that want to think that, and that's fine. You know what I mean? It's just, again, not, not for me. Bit, do I think people would have a lot of fun doing it? Yeah, they'd have a lot of fun doing it. Especially if, they, if they've never caught a fish before either. Hell yeah. Well, even if you I had mean, caught yeah, a fish, even if you had caught a fish, even if you're like a big time sportsman, like I have a client um, who's an ex offensive lineman for Alabama, right? And he's a real sporting enthusiast and he loves cooking and that kind of stuff. And uh, he's been down a couple of times with me for tarpon. Unfortunately, the tarpon kicked him right in the balls while he was here, but he's dying to catch a Goliath. He's never caught one and he thinks it'd be a blast. And he's thinking like, man on man, you know, I'm going to kick the shit out of this thing because he's watched those videos with people <laughs> in those crazy fights. Oh, yeah. And there's I, a new one. Have you seen the new video? That's which been, one? Um, the one with uh, – it's uh, Ben Chansey, Monster Mike. Have you seen that video? No. 
Oh, go on YouTube. Go on. Uh, it, it, it's funny. It's actually pretty funny. Go check I it out. I bet it's funny yeah. if you got Chansey and Monster Mike on the same video. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny. But that's but my no, point. I, ex- I, that's my point exactly. See, the, the Goliath grouper is such a fucking joke almost that Monster Mike and Chansey will go out there and do a production, right? Oh, yeah. And, it's, literally, it's, like a, it's, it's literally like a production. It is a production because they know that they can catch the fish, right? It almost remind. It almost like those videos where people catch the Goliath grouper almost remind me of like, remember the old episodes of Jackass? <laughs> oh, dude, why don't you just offend everybody? Well, I mean, too, you said we'd go ahead and do that. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure you get everybody in there. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I never said it was a bad thing. I'm just saying it kind of reminds me of like. Like jackass, like I could see them doing that. <laughs> when they saying, scream and they're like, "Ah!" Right? Or they get some, they get some muscle head to go out on the boat with them that you know, just like looks like he's going to explode as he's trying to reel in the fish. <laughs> <laughs> and they're funny videos, and everybody watches them, and it's all good and stuff. But that's exactly my point. They're doing that with a Goliath grouper. It's a Goliath grouper, therefore you can do it to that thing. Go, go do that with a black marlin. Let me see it. Yeah, let me see you goof around and, and monkey around with a friggin' black marlin like that. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's not enough money in everybody's in every YouTuber's budget in the entire world to go out there and do a black marlin. Or but a Jewfish, but a Jewfish, bam! Everybody can do one. You want to go out and catch one? Fuck! O'Gorman did one on the goddamn ramp and got Ram. thirty million views or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But let me tell you, this is going back, though, that somebody could catch a Goliath grouper at a boat ramp and get 30 million views. I guarantee you, if I were to go out on a flat and sight cast like a a 14 or 15 pound bonefish, I wouldn't even get half of that. You wouldn't get a tenth of that. You wouldn't get a one hundred. a quarter of that. that. But this, 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 and and this is the other reason why I have a problem considering a, a Jewfish a sport fish. You see, every little kid in the world that's out there, right? I like the fact that they want to see them reel in a Goliath grouper. What I don't like is the fact that until they get to a certain age, they consider that like catching the best fish in the ocean. And it's the, one of the crappiest fish in the ocean to catch. But you see the per, the perception of people, especially young people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you could get a young guy on the boat, right? And his first fish could be a 50-pound tarpon, which would be absolutely unbelievable for a 10-year-old. Hell yeah. But in this day and age, that 10-year-old might think that that's, like, oh, that's no big deal. That wasn't even a Goliath grouper. Dude, if you if you statistically, if you look this stuff up on YouTube, the most popular and most watched fishing videos are Goliath groupers and sharks. Right. Those are the most watched videos. Right. So. Do you know how many times I watched the Megalodon video with Victoria when she was like, you know, anywhere from the ages from four to like eight? Which we probably video? watched the Megalodon video. A thousand times? 
Is that the way? Which video? Is that the one where they claim that it's a megalodon in the video, but they're like they, but they they weren't sure what kind of fish it was. Yeah, it was like it was like megalodon, and then they would show it, and then there was like this music, and then it it would at the end it was like it was a great white, and then the megalodon comes, and I think and eats the great white, and then it was you know some you know very fabricated, very you know this is all fake, but the kid loved it, loved it, which is what a lot of kids do with those Goliath videos, but. They'll walk away and, you know, think that that's like Zane Gray shit, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it isn't. Jesus. Well, I'm just saying, that's, you know, that's the, there's two sides, you know, to social media and the internet, TV, anything like that. Speaking of two sides, you know, I was, and I've noticed we've, you know, you've done it a few times in this video. You know, listen, it's no big secret that Goliath Grouper are also known as Jewfish. And you're not going to bring this up, are you? No. You know what, Jeff? We are going to bring this up. We're going to address this now because I was curious. I wanted to, I actually got curious though. I wanted to know how that whole Jewfish name even came about. Well, before you even go, before you even go there, before you even go there, right? I almost didn't post it. Like my initial post, you know, like I was just kind of goofing around and it just came out natural, Jewfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, let me change that to Goliath. And then I was like, wait a second. I was like, this is that stupid political correctness crap that I freaking can't stand. So then I went back and then I emphasized Jewfish just to show that I'm anti-political correctness. Correctness. But can you believe I actually went I went to... I went to friggin' take the post down because I wrote the word Jew. Like, that's bad or something. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I've always called him Goliath Grouper just because to me that just – I always felt like that sounded cooler than Jewfish. But but no, I will – but I'll say that I actually got kind of curious. I wondered how exactly the whole name Jewfish came about. Right. So now, you know what – do you know the story or no? No. So they claim that it came to – that it came from their meat having a quote unquote clean taste that was comparable to kosher food. And that supposedly that was why they then became called Jewfish. So it's a compliment. Yeah. All right. I'll roll with that. Yeah. Good. Because now I really, really don't feel bad that I made the post and said Jewfish and that um, brought up the political correctness thing. Because you're not the only one that read that post that was like, hmm, because it was like 10 posts down, somebody wrote, I'm confused about why yeah. why you capitalize Jew and Jewfish. And then I went on to tell him, don't be confused. You know, it's because um, anti-political correctness. Yeah. I mean, you, knew somebody was, you knew somebody was going to say it, right? Well, that was the, I didn't even really think much about it until I happened to see that comment. And I was like, oh, snap. Like somebody actually thought that, you know. Well, I don't think they were. Offended. I don't think they were really offended by it. But I think they were like, it brought question to them. Like, is this guy being racist or not? And then yeah. like, which is my whole point about political correctness. And then I went on to say I'm more into like the way it was with Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and um, those types of comedians that could make fun of one another. I thought that our race relations were way better 
under that state of mind than this crazy ass political correctness stuff. Yeah. Dude, you know what's funny? I was actually watching the um I was watching some episodes of the original Comedy Central Roasts on right. YouTube back when they had like Dean Martin, Don Rickles, um, Sammy Davis Jr., like all those people. Dude, right. I mean, when Don Rickles, who's Jewish, when he would get up there, oh, he would make fun of the Jews, the Italians, the black folks. I mean, and he would do it all the time. And, and everybody that was there, you know, no matter what race you were, everybody got a kick out of it. Everybody was laughing and they were hanging Everybody out. Everybody was laughing. Yep. Right, 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 right. Now, the, um, yeah, this whole per- political correctness stuff has totally kicked its own self in the ass because uh, it don't work. And, and, I mean, all the sensitivity and stuff is doing nothing but making it harder and slower. Yeah. You know I mean? No, like, I agree. Do, do, years ago, okay, um, if somebody called me a guinea or a wop or whatever, right? <laughs> I never got offended. You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, I figured they got Timmy, that shit off Saturday Night Live or something. Dude, Timmy O'Connor calls you and I guineas all the time. <laughs> right, right. You know, the Mick that he is. I was going to say, I call him a Mick whenever he calls me a guinea, but we laugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, the you whole know what thing. I mean? It's like, we know, it, we get it. It's like, you know, I don't know. Things are just different now, dude. Now, with that, dude, everybody's so frigging sensitive. And it's and sometimes, I should say, sometimes a lot of times they're sensitive for no reason either. It's like. They're like, taught to be sensitive. Yeah. They're taught to be sensitive. See, the way I look at sensitive is I look at my hands, right? And because I haven't been fishing every single day, my calluses are getting soft. Yeah. So then when I grab the friggin' line and stuff and I get a cut, my hands are sensitive. But that's about as far as I take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How sensitive did you get when Carl yelled at you the other day? Dude, not at all. Like I was, It's funny. Uh, my buddy TJ Ralph from Flatline Sport Fishing texted me this morning that he thought that, that the podcast was hilarious when I brought that up. And I said to him, I'm like, dude, I am so happy he said it to me. Because really- guess what? It worked. And I, the tr- I, I crushed it. Right. And the truth is funny. Sometimes the truth is hilarious. Dude. A lot of times. A lot of times the truth is funny. <laughs> dude, it's like when he when he said to me, he goes, look at me. This is how you cast. And he did like an impression of me casting. I mean, he and I, and I don't even think he thought it was funny at first, but I started busting out laughing, and then he started busting out laughing. But, right. but that's that's funny, dude. It, I'm sorry, but it's funny. Uh, that's the best thing. It's the best thing. It's the best thing about spending that time and time that that amount of time with one person out there in the water is because freaking it's funny things. So sooner or later, it's going to get funny. Which, hence oh, all the YouTube funny. videos that we've made in the last freaking fifteen years. You know what I mean? Yeah. All those topics came up when we were out there goofing around fishing, and then we make a YouTube video, and then everybody left. Dude, you know what I wish? And I was, I've told Lamont this. I think the only thing that I wish you guys had done with the old videos is I wish that there was more videos from you guys on the flats. Man, I Lamont. Think that, 
Yeah, I think and Bur- and Scott Bursa, I think that those would have been hilarious. He told me, but at that time though, when you guys were going out there, there wasn't really much of a way to film it. Right. Exactly. Um dude, he was filming in Super Eight <laughs> back then. Well you had Which like was there's like one video no, there's like two videos of you guys on the flats, and one of them was like twenty seconds long. That was when Lamont caught his bonefish, literally 20 seconds long. And then the other one was the music video for Senior Bonefish. Right, right. But realize a digital a digital camera back then could take approximately 12 photos. Jeez. Yeah, because because right, because the um the memory cards, the little chips that you'd put on them were, you know, were tiny. And then um I don't know. Just the whole digital camera thing wasn't exactly. You really couldn't get good photos. You had to have a real camera. Yeah. Back then. But anyways, totally different now. Anyway, Busaka. Dude. Good, good podcast on the Jewfish. I'm glad you looked yeah. up. I'm glad you looked up the uh, how they got their name because I didn't know that. And I'm sure a lot of other people didn't know that. But anyway, so thanks for tuning in to the. Know. Huh. So I'm now you come... don't know, you know. Right. Right now you know something because of Busaka. That's pretty good. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the uh, Real Guy Podcast. Um, This is the Jewfish episode. Any of you guys got offended? Eh, that's your problem. Anyway, Stephen Busaka, the shepherd. Thanks so much. Run that dog. Run that dog.